Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and whatever, Victor Adams. That's right. <laughs> I you, got messed up there. Well, right? <laughs> uh, could you put your air guitar away? Because I thought you jamming with the intro song. I was, man. Sometimes I get a little excited. I saw that. <laughs> I was actually playing the violin. Apparently, my air guitar wasn't yeah, very good. Some, yeah. It sounds like there's a fiddle in that song somewhere. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you're in Texas, there is. You know, yeah, maybe. You know. That's right. <laughs> anyway, now that I've screwed up uh, royally from the beginning with my uh, air well, guitar yeah. and my uh, announcement of your your uh, position here in the pew, <laughs> we can move is along with the show a little something? bit, is I guess. My position? Well, when you show up, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I understand. <laughs> no. Uh, honestly, it just, it's just it been a crazy day, so my head's been a little bit of everywhere. But, you know, we had a great show last week. You know, gut check. It, I didn't realize when we did it. I mean, I knew yeah. it was something that people struggled with, and it, it, I really felt convicted. You know, we both did when we came in here to do the, that show. And over the weekend, since that one came out last Wednesday, we didn't have a lot of time between, you know, that one and this one. Um, there were, there's been a lot of comments, you know, emails and friends and people texting about, man, that really impacted me. And, and you know, the fact that, that at the end of time, there, or whenever my number's called, you know, I'm going to be standing before the Lord, and do I know Him? Am I really living an authentic Christian life? Um, how do I know if I'm not going through the mo- if I'm just going through the motions? All of these type of questions, and so a lot of people said, "Can you help with that? Can you can you, you sort of continue that discussion? Like, what would be the first thing I need to do to to move into the life you're talking about? Like to to authentically live for Christ?" And so my answer to that is. You know, one of the biggest things that that keeps us uh, from living that authentic Christian life is duplicity. You know, it's mm-hmm. something to where we're we're trying to live both both lives, right? We're walking we split that ourselves. Fence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. you're walking that that yellow line in the road, like we said last week. And you know, you're you're this when you go here, and you're this when you go there, and you're this when you go there, instead of being the one thing all the time. And if we're going to truly live the authentic Christian life. We have to get to a point where I'm going to live this way. I'm going to live the life that Christ calls me to, no matter who I'm with, where I'm at, uh, what's going on in my life, anything like that doesn't change who I am and how I respond, how I live my life, how I act to, th- or to you know, to different situations. Um, I'm the same person all the time, and that's something that I think a lot of us struggle with out here. Is that is that we you know we want to put on our, our Christian hat when we're at church. We want to put on our or you know whatever everyday guy sort mm-hmm. of hat when you're out with the boys and and you know that allows you to when you walk that sort of line you you kind of you start to be okay with things you wouldn't normally be okay with there's the fear of what if i stand up for my faith what if i stand up and make some noise i i, I you know i declare this isn't the way we should be living or what we should be doing that i'm going to lose people i'm going to lose things and so we stay back into that duplicitous personality right sure. like where we stay well i'll just be safe right i'll be this these people to these people this person to these people i'll be um you know this person at church but christ calls us to be the same person all the time and that's his disciple and we can't be that when we're picking and choosing the day the time the hour when we're going to be that his disciple right well you know where we develop that skill we we develop it very well in high school and in college mm-hmm. 
we uh, we play the the doting son or doting daughter part to our our family and our folks and we do everything we can not to shame our family but yet the outside of it we're we're doing everything we want to do risky behavior whatever it is mm-hmm. and uh we've somehow we found ourselves it's okay with that as long as no one finds out or well everyone's doing it you know i mean and uh and that's i think we we developed that skill of duplicity and somehow we find ourselves comfortable with it if if we don't gut check like you said and yeah. and that's a danger we carry in our adulthood adulthood and and uh and we got to be very careful well, and we try to rationalize it, right? Yeah. Like, well, you know, it's not if I'm if I'm a Christian or if I live this authentic Christian life, then it's going to be stuffy and I can't do what I want. It's no fun and my life is over and all that stuff. But the fact is like, no, that's not it at all. Like the the peace that comes from living the Christian life is you figure out you don't need all the other mess that you thought you needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and no longer do you, you no longer do you yearn for it. Do you long for it, right? Like you you don't want that in your life a lot of the different things you find out that things that have been important to you in your life up until that point or before aren't as important anymore, right? Like the things that, for instance, maybe being important, something that was important to you when you were younger was in twenties was going to a bar a couple nights a week with your buddies. Being being where everyone else is. Right, right. But then when you get married, you know, most of the time your wife's not going to want you out at a bar a couple nights a week with your buddies anymore. You have to change your life, right? Mm -hmm. That elicits a response. Like this is now more important to me than that. So I have to be different. But a lot of times, and, and sometimes where people wind up in, in divorce is they're unwilling to change those things, right? Yeah. I still yeah. want to do what I want to do. I want my cake and eat it too. Well, you can't do that in Christianity as no. we talked about last week. So what is the, the remedy to this duplicity that we're talking about, which is to me one of the hardest things to change in our life, you know, is, is to, to move fully into I'm giving my full life to Christ. Like I'm going to walk in this manner. This is the way I'm going to live my life for the rest of my life, not just for a, a you know a couple of days after a conference or you know a momentary experience, but I'm I'm signing up for the rest of my life to live this way. And you know, the remedy for the duplicity part is integrity, mm-hmm. right? It's honesty, it's integrity, it's it's being true to who you want to be and being honest about it. So, you know, the catechism even says Integrity ensures the unity of the person. It is opposed to any behavior that would impair it. It tolerates neither a double life or duplicity in speech. So what that's basically saying is if you want to avoid these things, you have to you have to have integrity. You have to be honest. And that starts with being honest like with where we are in our relationship with Christ. Okay? Like to sit down and that's the point of that episode last week is to sit down and look and say, you know, Am I building an intimate relationship with Jesus? Is mm-hmm. he my friend? Like, where am I with him right now? And not sugarcoat it and say, well, I pray. and well, I." But seriously, to sit down and take a hard look, an inventory of where you stand with Christ. Like, if he was standing before you today, and you're sitting here, well, I'm friends with him, and I'm in a great wood. He was sitting there rolling his eyes at you, you know, looking right. like, come on, man, you're fooling yourself. You're lying to yourself. And we do. We lie to ourselves all the time to say, I'm good enough. What I'm doing is going to work. Like, right? I, I give money. I do these things. I go to church activities. I do all of this. We've got to, to get rid of that. We have to start being honest with ourselves and saying, like, okay, if I, if I think I have a relationship with Christ, let me write down the different ways that I nurture that relationship. Like, on paper, put it to paper. You know, just like when you're doing your bills, you know, well, we must not waste that much money. And then you put it to paper and you go, wow. Yeah, we like, had a lot. Yeah, yeah, like, find out. yeah. <laughs> like, man, I didn't realize I was spending so much money on beer or right. this or that. Or, 
man, we're spending three hundred dollars a month on streaming services, yeah. and, and I'm sitting here thinking we don't have any money. And you know, we're called to do the same thing in our spiritual life: is to take inventory. And you should be able to sit down and write out, okay, what do, what time do I give to God in my life? And if it's hardly anything, then you need to be honest enough with yourself to say, man, this isn't what I thought it was, mm-hmm. right? To have the integrity to say, man, I've been lying to myself. I've been tr- tricking myself. I've been convincing myself that I do enough so I don't have to do any more. And the only way that we're going to get further in this is to is to do that, is to sit down and take inventory of, of truly every time, whether it's morning prayer, daily examination, do I have different things like rosaries and things I do? How often do I go to mass? Like what, you know, are there are times, how often do I open the word? You know, what, what amount of time a day do I spend with God? You should be able to judge exactly what type of relationship you have with Jesus based on the time you spend with him. Right. What you're talking about, the remedy of duplicity is integrity. And something I've always told other people is that, you know, before I came into the church, I did a lot of mission work and I was in a lot of circles of people who were missionaries. And I remember a story where my parents, um, I grew up in Pensacola, Florida, and they ran into like a, a um, local people who were also in, in their circle of influence of friends said, hey, we were, they went to the Far East uh, and they met a, like an American and they found out they, where they were and they shared the interests of Pensacola and they said, well, do you must know Victor Adams. And they told us, they brought back, you know, they came back overseas, they told my parents this. And the, the unique thing I, f- I found about it is that my name will, our names will travel further than our feet will carry it because I've never been there. Mm-hmm. And the integrity is attached to our character. Our character is attached to our name. So our name will always travel 10 times further than we will. So as Christians, we have to know that. We have mm-hmm. to know that everything we do in persona, in the sense of who we are in public, is attached to us being called as Christians. And we have to make sure that everything we do, everything we say, is it has integrity behind it. Otherwise, people who are looking at us are going to go, mm, see, I knew it. Yeah, I knew that this guy really isn't what it is. But the thing is, integrity is something you constantly work on. Right, it's, and it's, it is a given thing. You have to work. Right, like, and a lot of times we talk about like our word and everything yeah. else is what we're what we're bound by. I can remember my father when I was a kid saying the word, your words, all you ever have. You know, and a lot of times we think of that in the pretense of like my word to someone else, like to you. Mm-hmm. But we never think about our word to ourselves, right? Like when we when we were baptized, we not only promised ourselves to God, but we promised to ourselves that we were going to live that life, right? We made that promise to ourselves. And you know, there's so many verses that talk about this, just how God feels about you know the honesty and the integrity of a man. Uh, and some of them are the honesty and the upright guides them, or the honesty of the upright guides them. The faithless are ruined by their duplicity. That's Proverbs eleven three. Uh, Proverbs twelve twenty two: Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who are truthful are His delight. You know, we call Jesus the truth, and that's mm-hmm. the way that we're called to live when we're a Christian is to live in the in truth. In the truth, right? And yeah. and so everything that we do, we have to stop and be truthful to ourselves. And and if we're lying to ourselves, if we're not being the same person all the time, then we've got we owe it to ourselves. The promise we made to ourselves as well, not just to God and not just to the other people, but to ourselves that we made in our baptism that we were going to change our life. And have we been faithful and have we upheld that promise, not only to God, but to ourselves? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the other thing that you can really look at is, does my life reflect that I'm a disciple of Christ, right? Of Jesus Christ. Like, not only um, do I have an intimate relationship with him, but how am I living my life? Because Jesus left, as we talked about last week, 
different things. You've got to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. You've got to turn the other cheek. You've got, um, uh, you know, you've, you've all the other things he said. I can't think of another one off the top of my head right now. But basically, like outwardly, do, and, and, and questioning myself, do I know for a fact that I live the life of the disciple? Am I being charitable? Am I being generous? Am I living for others? Am I putting others first? Am I being a gift? Am I like all of these things that we need to be honest with ourselves about? We have to have that integrity of, of, of holding ourselves accountable to that, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of times we want to point the finger at other people and say they're not and they're not and right. they're not. But are we turning that finger around and pointing at ourselves and saying, how am I doing on all these things that Christ is calling me to? Because, you know, a lot of times we write ourselves a free pass, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we look at everybody else and it's easy to say that. But but when it comes to us, we give ourselves a, a day off every once in a while or maybe all the time. But Christ is calling us to constantly live this way. And the only way we can do that is to once again be honest. Like, what am I doing in my life? Not just the time that I'm spending building a relationship with Christ, but like, what am I doing for others? What what do I do to get outside of myself every week to be a gift? You know, um, do I go to the soup kitchen? Do I am I involved in something like the Knights of Columbus? Am I being the husband I'm called to be and doing stuff around the house that that honors my wife and helps her? Am I giving the gift of my time to my children? Like, how am I living out this discipleship? And am I at all? Right. Well, congratulations, you got it. <laughs> we can end the show here. Then uh, we got well, a few more things to talk about. Well, the thing is, I mean, <laughs> the integrity is is something that you constantly strive for. Mm-hmm. And and I think with every time you get closer to God and any time you get closer in prayer and study, you go, man, why didn't I get that earlier? It's like it's like light bulbs go on through our whole spiritual journey, and and we make we do everything we can to to be better, to make better, and to realize things that we did do wrong, we seek apologies for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the that's the quickest way to build integrity. If there's something that you did, you knew it was wrong, kind of like Zacchaeus. So yeah. if I wronged anybody, I'll pay them back ten, tenfold. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus said, you know, you are a son of Abraham, you know, because you you see the truth. Mm-hmm. And and I think we have to continually practice that because if we misstep, we can't, like you said, give ourselves a free pass. Right. Because we give ourselves a free pass, then we go, well, you know, maybe no one really paid attention to it. Well, and maybe and I need to do it, you know, and I can keep, keep getting away with it. Yeah, well, like, that's what I was saying. we got to keep ourselves accountable because when we start lying to ourselves and become okay with that, then we wound up it's it's that much easier a lot of other people right about all kind of different sure. things and and um you know for a long time in my life i lied to myself about you know i don't have a problem i can stop anytime i can you know and, and i'll eventually quit and i kept telling myself those things all the times about the drugs or the way i was behaving and and those things a lot of times never happen mm-hmm. right we just continue to, to live in that lie and live in that lie and then sometimes god you know throws a wall up in front of us and we run smack into it and you know that's what's called hitting rock bottom in a lot of cases is is that's where you know some places that people have to go to but but the thing is we have to get to next is like okay if i'm not if i if i'm looking at my life and i and i say okay i do i have an intimate relationship with jesus christ and you take accountability for that and your next thing is am i is my life does it look like a disciple of jesus christ you know from from my point of view and from others then the third is like if not then what are the things that are keeping me from boldly living like a Christian, like boldly living the call of Christ? And that's where a lot of times we we have the real trouble being honest with ourselves, like having integrity is is being honest about our problems, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I knew for a long time I had a drug problem, but I didn't want to admit it to myself because that meant I had to deal with it, right? Or that meant that that 
that uh, I couldn't convince myself anymore that I that I had everything in control. Like admitting that and being you know having integrity, being honest with myself, meant I had to confront the problem. And that's another thing is is you know not only with the duplicity, but but with this like a lot of people just don't want to confront things, right? We just want to say, nah, they'll go away on their own. They'll get better, or you know eventually this will stop. But that doesn't happen. No, often. they don't. They it usually get worse. Right. Yeah, it right. doesn't happen. And so we've got to be honest about like what is it? Is it is is my anger keeping me from God? Is is you know uh, do I have something I'm hiding from my wife? It, it, you know do is it pornography or drugs or alcohol or unforgiveness? Like where I, I haven't forgiven anybody and that's keeping me from 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 living this life as a Christian. And we have to be open and honest with ourselves. And nobody's saying this isn't going to be hard. I mean, Jesus, yeah. that's what he meant by like that road is going to be as narrow, is that you have to make the hard choices. And you've got to be willing to say, you know what, this is a problem in my life, and I can no longer have it in my life if I'm going to live and be the person that God created me to be, Christ calls me to be. And if I'm a married you know, man, the, the person, the father that my wife and my children need, like this has got to be out of my life. And that's one of the biggest struggles I think we that people have is that we get caught up in those lies. And and really what we're talking about here with this duplicity and, and, and integrity and honesty is there's there's a war raging for your soul, right? I mean, you've got Satan, who the Bible calls the father of lies, right? Which is a great name for him. And then you've got Jesus, who is the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. And so, you know, the it's really about what side are you going to be on because you can't be both. You can't live that middle road. You've got to choose one or the other. And when we try to walk that road, we're no good to anybody. We have to pick our side. And if you're going to walk with the, with the truth, then you got to live like the truth. And you've got to have that honesty and integrity be be this, this, this spiritual peg in your life that you don't ever, you're not willing to ever trade or to move or anything. Like, this is what I believe. And that's the hard part, you know, is... In this life, I've been put in places where maybe things a few years ago I would have laughed at or thought was funny or even jumped in on or, um, you know, never had a problem with. And now, because of the way I live my life and, and the like you said earlier, the the um, how openly public I live my life as, mm-hmm. a, as a, you know, Catholic and a Christian, it puts you in some places. And what you don't think about is okay if i'm okay with this like because i just want to be one of the guys or i just want to be one of the group or i want to i want to kind of just just fade into the background and be like one of the other guys then what you don't realize is how many people look at that right maybe like how that maybe to somebody you never even met you're this beacon of like man i want to try to get my life and live like that but then all of a sudden they see you compromise right they see you being okay with this well wait a minute he's saying this over here but then he's he's completely fine with this. Like they've been saying things about women they shouldn't, or they've been, you know, uh, you know, talking about sexual things or things they shouldn't, and making it, you know, jokes. But over here, you know, they're living like this is that, you know, that they would confront that, or or they would, you know, say that they would basically dismiss that and say that's not the way we should live as Christian men. And so what we have to remember is there's always eyes on us too. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you have to live for other people because there's only really one opinion that matters and that's God. But you do have to realize like if I'm going to live this life, I have to live it all the time. I can't pick and choose my battles because there's always somebody, including our children more often than not, that are looking at us and are always, you know, just analyzing your behavior and what's okay and why and saying, okay, well, I just don't get it. Like one minute he's saying this and the next he's saying that and we have to stay away from that. 
I think what you're, you're hitting at is the sensitivity of the spirit. I think what more time you spend in prayer and study and being that close to Christ, you, you when you get to some point where you, you're trying, the old man's coming back, you know, and you say something or, or do something out of anger, immediately this you know you're felt convicted and we have to say i'm i'm sorry but in the past i probably would have kept on going like a bulldozer and i've been concerned and and that's what you need to be is develop that sensitivity of spirit and how would we be able to do that john i mean is it more so praying or is it just being honest with each other or well i mean first of all you have to you have to make your mind up that like i'm done with the things i want to be done with Mm -hmm. like you have to really understand what the christian life calls us to and what you can be okay with and what you can't. And I'm not saying we're perfect. Look, like I, I'm, no, no, you know, we, we, I, we I dropped our we, cuss words still <laughs> and, right. and things like that. Like nobody's perfect. And I hope I'm not painting a picture of this. I'm just saying like this is how we have to get sure. in this. But, you know, it really all goes back to the words of Matthew, or from Matthew of Jesus, Matthew 5, 37. It's let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more than that is from the evil one. I mean, that's Jesus directly speaking to these things and he's he's actually that's after he gets done paraphrasing this verse from numbers 30 um verse 3 where he says when a man makes a vow to the lord or binds himself under oath to a pledge he shall not violate his word but must fulfill exactly the promise he uttered and so he goes on to say later in that in matthew like a couple lines later let your yes mean yes and your no mean no and that's how we have to live our life is just draw that line in the sand mm-hmm. that says like this is my life and if you've got a friend or anybody else that's trying to influence you any differently being able to say you know what that's not the person i am anymore or that's not the person i want to be anymore or i'm not okay with that behavior and being okay with if that person walks away because they can't understand that or because they feel like you betrayed them or you're you're too good for them or whatever that's that's for them to worry about you have to keep your integrity of who you are going to be and what's important to you and that's why jesus says that is yes mean yes and no mean no is don't let yourself be talked into something else don't let yourself be convinced by the evil one that this stuff's okay when you know it's not like do not be around those sort of things anymore and pull yourself away from it and you know you talk to several i've talked to several preachers you know my old baptist pastor several people that have have, have mentioned in their life where this has had to been the case where Mm -hmm. this is the life i live this is the life i choose and this is who i'm called to be and I can't be that. I can't be that anymore, or I can't uh, condone what's going on here. That I, as a Christian, I have to speak out about these things. I have to profess the gospel, right, and share what's what's good and true and beautiful and right. Um, and a lot of those guys have told me, like, I've lost a lot of friends. I've lost a lot of places that I used to get invited to, and things I got, you know, used to go do with people that because they just they're not okay with my no meaning no, but. Jesus tells us like this is exactly how we're supposed to be and being honest and transparent in our life and vulnerable like we've talked about so many times is the key to all this I mean Mother Teresa even says honesty and transparency make you vulnerable be honest and transparent anyway you know she's making mm-hmm. a joke obviously about nobody likes to be vulnerable but or it may not be easy for everybody but you know we it's what we're called to right I mean that's what the Christian life is is to live in truth and you cannot do that when you're trying to constantly walk the fence, right? When you're you're sitting there teetering towards the good and the bad all the yeah. time. I want to be virtuous one, vir, you know, virtuous for this week, and then fall to temptations the next because I get to go to confession and da 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 da. No, it's like you're, the whole goal is yes, you're going to fall, you're going to fail, 
You know, that's why we have reconciliation and these other things. But the goal isn't to say like, that's there for my safety net and it gives me an excuse when I want to, to live in the way I used to or to veer off or or, um, or walk away from this, this call because it's hard, right? I need a reprieve or I need a break. Like, no, you don't ever hear any of the disciples ever say, hey, Jesus, I'm running over here for, you know, a day or two and I'm going to live out all my lustful things and my, I'm going to cuss and get, you know, you know, ridiculously drunk and all these things and I'll be back in a couple of days to follow you again. No, because they understood that that was not the call of what Christ called us to. He wants everything from us. And that, that means being honest with ourselves, telling ourselves the truth, coming to grips with the things in our lives that are, that, that are trying to keep us from him and getting rid of those things. And, and then in, in honesty with other people, right? Like the only way you're going to have actual community in your life and friendships and be able to walk with other people in the Lord is to be honest with them as well, to have integrity with other people, Sure, you know, to know that, that when somebody, what they see is what they get with you, right? That there's not going to be some flip of the coin in one minute you're this way and the other you're not, you're not, or that you're going to be talking about them behind their back or all these other things that they need to know, be able to trust you. And that's the only way they can is when you're living this truthful, um, version of what we're called to as Christians. And m- most of us know what that is. And, w- and if we don't p- pray for uh, removal of the impediment, you know, pray right. for wisdom to know exactly what I need to do, work on myself. And by the way, it will be revealed to you. That's right. I mean, that's right. You ask for it, it w- you will receive it. Well, folks, we're getting here to the end of the show. So let's go over this real quick. Be honest with yourself. That's the first thing you need to do. Am I building an intimate relationship with Jesus? Take that stuff down. Take account of it. See where you are in actuality. Don't don't tell yourself you're a certain place. Write it down and look at the facts. Does my life reflect that I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ? Same thing again. Like, what am I doing in my life to live out this call? Not just my own spiritual practices, but what am I doing for my neighbor and for the other people in my life, my wife, my children? Um, if you're not living the life of a disciple, start to write down why. We all know what it is that's keeping us from things. We all have our our sins or reoccurring things that we struggle with, be honest with them, get them out there and start to seek help, you know, call on the Holy Spirit to help you through that. And, and on mother Mary and, and, uh, and then reach out to your friends for support with those things. And look, look, you're the only person that knows whether or not you're living authentic life. You can put up all the facades you want, but you and God know where your heart is. So Victor, why don't we take all this to prayer? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you have called each one of us to live an authentic Christian life. Oftentimes, that means confronting the lies that we have come to believe about ourselves and others. Help us to be completely honest with ourselves as we take an inventory of our relationship with you. And Father, remind us that living with integrity requires that we rid ourselves completely of any and all duplicity. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.